Welcome to another edition of Move Through Motivation. I have the honor and privilege to sit next to my cancer hero, my cancer coach, my cancer, uh, I would say the person who probably inspired me the most in my journey, who, who like kind of is like my big sister, uh, if you're supposed to have one in a cancer journey, but Melanie Bernhardt is like um, one of our family's dearest friends. We've go back since 2000, I want to say it's 2014 or 15 when Neil started. Probably 14, I yeah, think. I think, yeah, 2014 is when, when I met your husband, Neil, and we'll hear from him in future episodes, but I met you guys, and one of my most, it, it's the most memorable moment was when we, Neil came in and he said that you're going to have to go through chemo. And we really have not been, our immediate world for an adult has not been shocked like that in our in our world. And it kind of threw me and Sherry because we know Brody and the boys had done competitions together. Yeah. And we were really close. And, and all of a sudden, Melanie's going to start chemo. And you see the effects like right away. And it was it was a journey for us. And um, some of those are the most crazy memory. But going forward, when I got sick, like you were just there. I, I, I'm truly grateful for our friendship and your Me mentorship you know so mel why don't you tell you. mel why don't you break it down <laughs> oh by the way by the way before i do this melanie is a why, why i worked out a lot was because i have to be in shape like melanie is <laughs> melanie and her if you if you don't know you'll see you'll follow her you'll see her link below she is a superstar rock star going through treatment doing i think you did a body yeah, yeah. I'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna do it. Oh, yeah. Now let's go. Thank you so much for having me. I I really appreciate it. I'm I'm so honored. Um, but yeah, I think knowing you and kind of being there through your journey, I I see a lot of similarities between yeah the two of us, especially when it comes to working out and everything. Um, how'd you find out you got sick? So from the beginning, um, basically, I was 32 years old. So this is almost 10 years ago when uh, everything first kind of started happening for me. Um, yeah, physically and uh, me medically. Um, I was just doing a self-check and found a lump in my breast one night. Um, so I went to the doctor and, you know, she's like, you're so young. Um, but, you know, we'll get it checked out. We'll get a biopsy. Um, I went and I had a biopsy on my, my son Brody on his second birthday. Um, he was just turning two. I remember I went and got my biopsy and I went and picked up his birthday cake and brought it home and we had a little party for him. <clears throat> um, and then a few days later, I got a call from the doctor saying, wow, it's actually, it's, it's breast cancer. Did you on the phone or in person? Uh, it was on the phone. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. And I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, but thankfully I had a friend at my house, um, and she was over there with her kids. So, you know, you you freak out when you hear that news. Like everything just <laughs> so turns into a blur. She was with you. She was actually at your house. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Thank God. Like I, I think God, you know, knew it was coming and had yeah. her there for me. And so she was like, "You go do what you got to do," and I went and got, you know, a referral from the doctor and all that stuff. Um, and I told Neil when he well, got... You, how did he take it? I mean, what was uh, your perspective? You guys have married how long bef with, with... 
Uh, we had been married about 10 years okay. at this point. Um, we got home and, um, well, the crazy part is that he had just lost his dad mm. to cancer about a, a month before that. Um, and kind of before that, you know, cancer hadn't really hit our family or our kind of like our world at that time. We had some friends, you know, or friends of friends that had had it, but, um, his dad got it and his dad passed like really quickly after getting it. Um, and then a month later we found out that I had cancer. And so I think it was probably extra hard on my husband and I'm sure as a caregiver, it's probably extra hard, um, just in general. But at that, at that time, it's it's weird, right? Like, you don't think you're just sick. You're 32 years old. You don't think. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're like, I'm healthy. Yeah, I exercise. Yeah, yeah. I eat healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm young. Right, right. Like, you just had a baby. Yeah, are like, you sure? Yeah, like second guess this scenario, but it's yeah. not the case. Yeah, but I, I do remember, uh, you know, he kind of started to break down and then I was reassuring him, you know, because I felt so bad that he had already been yeah. through so much with his dad, you know, and I was telling him, I'm going to be okay. You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be all right. Um, so I, I went, my doctor sent me to a surgeon and the surgeon was like, oh yeah, I feel the lump. We'll remove it. You'll be fine. <clears throat> and then it came about that he didn't take my insurance or he couldn't do the surgery at the hospital that my insurance would let me. So I had to go to a different surge, uh, surgeon, right? Insurance. And then this other surgeon, he actually was a lot more thorough. And he's like, I feel two more lumps in your breast. And I, he's like, did you know that? And I'm like, wow. And I, so I really felt that that was a God thing right there. Right, right, right. Um, the because insurance that's, didn't go through. And then you, yeah. had, to see his, you had a second opinion. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause otherwise he could have just removed that one little lump and I was still, yeah, I could have had uh, cancer. Um, so, and then I went to an oncologist, had to fight insurance about that as well. But, um, so when I went to the oncologist, he said, you're young, we should test you for the breast cancer gene, which is called BRCA. Um, I tested positive for that. So if you have that gene, basically you have a, like 80% chance of getting breast cancer in your lifetime and you have a good chance of getting it again in your other breast. So at that time I'm like... But this is this is knowing after they diagnose you that, that BRCA you're able or you could actually get this tested at any point in time? Uh, this was after the diagnosis okay. that I had the test done. Okay. Um, so usually you have to either, you know, either you have cancer and you're young or if you have a family history, then they'll test you for the, okay. the gene. For, for your insurance to cover it anyway. So when we discovered that, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do a double mastectomy, be done with it. <clears throat> um, so, you know, I was planning on having the double mastectomy. Um, and I think, obviously I was upset when I got the diagnosis, but I think what, when it really hit me and what really made it hard for me is they said, you know, after your surgery, you're not gonna be able to, to carry your son for a while. And he's, you know, only two and he was still in the crib yeah. and, you know, as, as a mom or just as a parent, like that, that broke me down. The fact that I couldn't even hold my, my own baby. And, uh, just, uh, after the surgery, <clears throat> I had a double mastectomy and, uh, to help him get out of the crib, I would just back up to the crib and say, hold on to mommy's back. And he would grab my back and I would just give him a little 
piggyback ride out so of it. So you found a way, even though, yeah. you know, you did, yeah, that's that's super cool. That's and I'm like, cool. I, I'm gonna make this yeah, work, you, you know? You didn't, you didn't let the, you know, you didn't do what the doctor didn't say, but you didn't do what the doctor did say. You right. Know, you, like, you did your thing, and I, that's, that's that's really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, really right, cool. I think that's a lot of it too. It's like, and it helps hey, you how probably emotionally, right, work? doing that? Yes, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, and so you have the surgery? I had the surgery, chemo? and then, yeah, I had to do chemo, so my best friend came over, uh, she shaved her head with me. Did she? Uh, yeah, that's Did some love she? right there, that's, right? That is legit love. For yeah. a female to come over and shave her head with you, Yeah, because guys super, will do it, yeah. Yeah, guys will do it in a heartbeat, but a girl, uh, your best friend comes over and shaves her head with yeah. you. Yeah, wow. and it was like like with no hesitation. Wow. She's like, all right, when wow. are we shaving our heads? Wow, that so, is cool. So we shaved our heads, and uh, yeah, I went through chemo, radiation, um, and I was good. I was in remission for... Um, about five years and then uh probably in that time is when uh when i was in remission is when neil started going to yeah. crossfit where he met you um and then uh about five years later i discovered um another lump so this is, and this is 2014 right 2015 like like the end of 2014, 2014. Yeah, yeah. 2015, yeah um so my doctor, we did an MRI. It didn't come back with anything on it. So I'm like, okay. And how did you? Well, what, what made you? Did you scan and it came back, or? I, I had just like felt it myself. Oh really? Yeah, I had done a breast reconstruction, by the way, uh -huh. with just like with implants, which is kind of the easiest way to do breast reconstruction. Right. Um, but it was like a lump, like on in my tissue on my breast implant that I just felt. Really? Because, you know, after that, wow. I was really good about doing yeah, my self-checks. Yeah, self-checks, yeah. But yeah, there's a very small percentage that it can come back after a mastectomy, but it actually can. Wow. Um, so in that five years. Oh, when, yeah. Did you, did you, what was it like, you know, you're, you're a survivor, right? Like you're a thriver, you're, you're good. You, you, you feel, you're scared when you get the scans once a year, twice a year, how often did you have to get the scans? Yeah, I, yeah, at first it's every six months and yeah. then they spread it out to like every year. Yeah, and you always get nervous, but you know, but you're you feel five years, good, you, you feel you, strong. You, I mean, after five years, you, you feel pretty strong. It's not coming yeah, back, Yeah, right? and usually they say if you make it five years without it coming back, then you're usually in the okay. clear. Yeah. Um, you know, it still can come back anytime, but that's the majority of people are okay after that. Yeah, so I, um, I know I was always really into at least running, working out, and yeah. then. Uh, I so, mean, when I met you, you were superstar shape. I mean, you were training for bodybuilding when we first met. Yeah. yeah. So that's it was, when that in that time when I was in remission, um, I started doing bikini fitness competitions. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was a lot of my healing, like emotionally, as well. Because, you know, for a woman, anyone, but a woman to get yeah. on stage in a bikini yeah. and be yeah. and have your physique judged. Yes. Is, and is and after thing. going through what you went through. Yeah. And then having, having that mentality. And just, just that, 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 that courage alone is, is inspiring to people. And that's, that's what resonates with me is like, you didn't let your circumstance, your bad thing, when you have a baby, when you're married, you didn't let that stop you. It drove you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I, yeah. And I have some, you know, one specific friend um, in particular, but, you know, I have lots of good friends, but one of them, that um, she's a cancer survivor as well and breast cancer. And um, she really helped me through that. You know, she was one of my coaches. And, you know, I remember her always telling me, like, let that motivate you. And if you've been through cancer, you can get through anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now she's, like, one of one of my best friends. Um, 
I don't, I wouldn't have been able to do it, you know, without her support and encouragement. Um, so the community, so, that community, her helping in that community really helped you get the, the courage to, yeah, you know I mean, do it. And that's, and that's important, right? I mean, that, that support system is very, especially five it's years huge. after, is even, is even harder. Yeah. You know? Cause I remember sometimes going through training and I'm like texting her, why am I doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she would, you know, like remind me, you know, you've been through cancer. You, you got this, yes, you can do yes, this. Yes. So my first competition, um, I didn't place or anything. I but the fact that I got up on you stage. You got on stage. Just what I tried to yeah. You had the guts to get on stage and that takes more than anything to do. And that is that is what I tell people is that you put yourself in the fire. You didn't you didn't just sit in the sidelines. You didn't just say I want to get in shape and go to the gym. You said I'm going to challenge myself and and put myself in a very vulnerable position. Yeah. True. Which is inspiring. And- I, I, for anybody to grasp that it's inspiring to say you went through hell and back and now you are on stage getting judged by people, which yeah. is, is, I find it fascinating. True. And I think in a lot of it too, it's just like anything worth doing in life. It was about the journey, you know, and not even so much like the end result, whether I placed or not, but it's about the journey yeah. and how you learn about yourself and what's important. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I can, if I can go through cancer, then I can, I can get on this stage, you know? Um, and I think, I feel like I broke through a lot of like barriers that I had built up going through breast cancer and having a mastectomy while going through that too. Uh, so I had done three, uh, competitions. Um, I placed in like, I think the second two. Okay. Um, and then I was training for my fourth competition when we um, discovered <laughs> this, uh, new lump. And, uh, so I had had that MRI, didn't come back with anything. We waited six months and that spot, I could physically like see it growing. So we did the MRI again, still nothing came back. And so he put me through a PET scan <coughs> and, um, and that show that it was cancer. Um, so then he sent me to a surgeon and uh, I think he, he sent me to that surgeon that didn't know I had three lumps. And I'm like, I'm not going is, is this at City of Hope now? Or no, not, not yet. yet. Yeah, not yet. Okay. But that's what got me to City of Hope. Okay. So okay. yeah, so I was like, I'm not going to that surgeon, right. you know, right. I'm like. Bad experience five years ago, you don't want that again. Yeah, so that's when I kind of started looking around, see like, where else can I get a second opinion? So I went to City of Hope. Uh, luckily, I got in there really quickly. They're they're amazing yes, at City of yes, Hope, right? Yes, yes, they are. They are. I I call them the lifesavers. Yes, um, for I mean, people with cancer, it's just it's not a good place, but it is a good place. Yeah, it's a special to, place. I call it a special place. It is. You if know? you have to go through something like this, like that, yeah. that's the place to be. I, mean, I, 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 I want to so say it's like for. the Disneyland of cancer treatment places. Because <laughs> I've been to, you know, you go to regular hospitals and you're like a, a stepchild. Not in any particular way, but there's so many people being seen. But City of Hope really specializes and focuses on disease and, and healing and research. And yeah, and that's what a, they it's do. It's a special, special place. It's a very special place. Yeah, I um, totally agree. Um, yeah, I think just being able to go there is such such a blessing, and it was like yeah. nine day going yeah. there compared to going to yeah. my my other doctor and. and so you were able to have a second so, opinion yes. by going there. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I went there, and they said, "Okay, yeah, I see on your PET scan that that lump look it is lighting lighting up, you know, um, and then also that spot on your sternum too." And I'm like, 
I'm, I'm sorry, what? And I said, yeah, there's that spot on your sternum as well. I'm like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they say, yeah, look at the, look, it's like in plain English, but I hadn't like read through it. You know, right. I just kind of right. listened to what my other doctor had said. A general oncologist. Yeah. And so they said, yeah, well, let, let's biopsy both of these, but you know, looks like chances are it's probably, you know, they're, it's probably your cancer again. So um, it had spread from your breast to your sternum. Right. Um, and so they biopsy those <clears throat> and uh, we went and got the results, uh, I don't know, like a week or two weeks later. Um, and they both came back positive for the breast cancer again. Yeah, so it had spread to my sternum, which I, I knew enough at this point that it means that your, uh, your cancer is stage four if it spreads to your bones, you know, or um, another one of your organs. Um, and there's no cure for stage four breast cancer. So, you know, if it's... And what is the classification that, that you have that, that's, that, that it's stage four, how do you say the word? Uh, metastatic. Yeah, so metastatic just means that it has spread to other parts of your body. Um, so it, it, it's gone on the breast, it could go to any part of your organ, but yours went to your sternum. That's where right. it went from there to there. Yeah. Okay. So I had it in both spots. And uh, treatment, what happens then? What, what What's the plan then? I think we did surgery, you did surgery again, yes? So, yeah, I've done, I, I, I've had How about, many surgeries have you had? I've had about 10 surgeries wow. altogether. Wow, wow, wow. Good times. I know. Wow, now it's wow, like, wow. Ah, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, <laughs> in 10 years, 10 surgeries, I guess a surgery yeah, a year, but man, right? wow. Yeah, that's really true. I didn't think about wow, it like that's that. That's crazy. That, that, that alone is, is, so we got the news. Yeah, and so. Did, did you call it now? At this point, I, I, I specifically remember this because I remember Neil coming in and he was just, he was, he was upset and Neil's a very quiet guy, but when he's really super quiet, something's wrong. Yeah. And he had pulled, so I believe true. me and Gabe aside and he, he let us know and it was just, we didn't, we didn't really, you know, we didn't get it and we were, it was just, this is devastating. You know yeah. I mean? I, and I want to say it was a Tuesday, wasn't it? Was it a Tuesday yeah, when yep, you got your yep, results Yep, too? same thing. I'm telling you, it's, it's kind of crazy. You got your call on the phone. I got my call on the phone. You got that on a Tuesday. I find uh, that on, on a Tuesday. Tuesday you know? Yeah. But yeah, so the, in the second time we went in and they gave us the news. The, the news. Okay. Yeah. And the cool thing that, oh, well, it was my surgeon that gave us the results and Neil was with me. Um, and she was like, you know, you're going to see an oncologist here at City of Hope. I already have your appointment set up. You're going to walk to the building right next door. She's already waiting for you. You guys are going to talk. You're going to get your plan set in place and we're going to work on kicking this things. But, which I really appreciated because, you know, the, the waiting, the not knowing, that's the a part, part of the worst yeah, part. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we went in and she said, you know, first, I think you need to have a hysterectomy because it's hormone based um, and we'll start you on some um, anti-hormone stuff, basically. At this point, you're 37. Yes. 38, 37. Um, let me think. So, 2036. Yeah, 36. Okay. Yeah, okay. so I was okay. 36. Okay. Um, Brody's, but yeah, so. Brody's seven, eight now? Yeah, so if seven, he was two, yeah, he was six. Six or seven? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what is, what and is he, what is, what's his thoughts? I mean, at this point, do you, I mean, because Bro's a great kid, you know what I mean? He's such a, he's, he reminds me a lot of Neil, you know what I mean? But oh, yeah. he's such, him spitting and Neil are, image, are right? Yeah, <laughs> spitting image, and they have the same personality, which is really cool. Yes, but they I mean, do. He, it's so he funny. He never really showed emotion, like highs, lows. He was just always, he's always just steady, which I, yeah. I think it's really and, cool. You know what I mean? I think as a parent, a lot of it too is how we talk to them about it. Yeah. And I know you're really yeah. familiar with that as well. How did you, how did you, how did you tell him when he, versus when he's two? I mean, he wouldn't get yeah, it. Yeah, when he's two, yeah, we didn't even talk about it. Right? When he's six, what, is, what, is, what does he think? What, what, I mean, how do you break it down for him for that? Uh, I mean, we sat down with him and City of Hope gave us, you know, tips and mm-hmm. everything on like what to say, what not to say, what they might be concerned with. Um, so, you know, we sat down and said, you know, remember when mommy was sick before, mommy is sick again she has breast cancer again but you know so she's gonna have surgery she's not gonna be feeling good sometimes but the important thing is that right now she's gonna be okay and if that changes I promise I promise I will let you know Um, and anytime you have questions you can always ask questions It's something we can always talk about and if you know something new is going on I'll be sure to let you know I think just making sure they know it's it's an open conversation yeah. and they can come to you with their questions and feel comfortable. Um, and even even saying simple things, which you wouldn't think about as an adult, but that it's not contagious, not something that you're gonna catch, you know, from mommy. I think that's a huge thing too. Um, so yeah, so he was like, Okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Like Whatever. Neil. Like, like Neil. Like, just yeah. like Neil. Neil. All right, what's next? Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so we start, you have a surgery. So or, yeah. Oh, but the day that I, I found, found out, out that it was back, I went to the gym that night. Too, yes, just, yes, just like yes, you, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. We think work we're going to get it out of the system. We yeah. think we're going to get it out of our system. <laughs> yeah. If I work out hard <laughs> enough, work out hard I sweat enough. I sweat, I think it'll just get out of me. I think a lot of it is like just that mentality where like, okay. Yeah. Like what else am I yeah. gonna do? That's right. How That's can right. I? That's right. How can I kind of? But it but it, it did help your stress, this. right? I mean, yeah. for me, it I mean, oh, yeah. it, it it relieved so much pressure mentally by doing that physical challenge that you know. It, yeah. That's, yeah, I've even, yeah, to this day, that's kind of my cook, coping mechanism yeah. for the most part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym, I'll yes. work it out. Yes, it's a, it's a stress reliever, you know? And it's one place where you could just take all your aggression out, all of your frustration out, all your sadness, everything, just put it into to just running or exercising or lifting or yeah. whatever you're doing. And I when agree. you get out, you feel and, better. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think sticking your headphones in sometimes. Yes, that's right, and that's right. Blame talk, your talking to music. God. That's right, that's right. Saying a quick prayer and say, Lord, please don't kill me on this treadmill, but let this, thing, <laughs> let this problem get out of my brain. So. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, so I, I had a hysterectomy. Okay. Um, another surgery? Yeah, another surgery. And then after that, um, I was on some treatments, but I hadn't started chemo yet. They're like, let's see how, how much we can just do, do with just the hormone treatments or anti-hormone treatments. Okay. Um, you know, let's start it out easy. So I started training for my fourth fitness competition. And then I- Okay, so so we didn't, we, we did not let it tear us down. Yeah, no, we said, we're, gonna we said going. we're gonna get on, we're gonna get back on stage. We're gonna get back to it and you go after it even harder now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, here we go. We're yep. going to do this. Yes. Okay. Cancer eating. Stop like me, it. man. I like it. I like it. So then uh, I I went to one of my checkups and uh, I don't know if I had, I must have had another PET scan or something. And then uh, 
I was at the gym and my doctor called me and she's like, um, okay, your cancer is really growing fast again. So the hormone treatments aren't working now and you need to start chemo like right away. And you know, chemo, I already been through it. I know how sick you get, how much it sucks. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to compete now while I'm going through chemo. So we figured out uh, when I was going to start my chemo because we also decided to do a clinical trial okay. along with the chemo. Through the City um, of Hope. Yeah, which okay. is another great thing about City of Hope, man. Um, so I figured out I was going to start chemo the Wednesday before I had my competition. So Wednesday I was going to start chemo and then Saturday was my competition. So what'd you do? And then I'm like, well, I can do that. I can do one round of chemo. That's nothing, you know. That's, that's well done. No well done, Melanie. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I think everyone's like, "Are you are you for real?" Yes, I'm like, Melanie. Hey, I love hey. this. I love this. I love this. Crazy ideas. So, yep. It, it kept you clear and focused, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, I've got gotten that's this super far. Cool. That's super cool. So, um, so the weekend before I started chemo, I already know I'm gonna shave my head. Okay. Um, and by then, you know, I'm used to sure. not having sure, hair, yeah. so yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the least of my worries. Right. So I think it was like the day after 4th of July, actually. So that 4th of July was on a Saturday, the next day was a Sunday. So I texted, you know, like everyone in my family pretty much. And then uh, my best friend who she, she who had shaved her head with me before. She again? Yeah, she's like, That's... I'm like, whoever wants to come over and shave their heads, so cool. come over. If you just want to come over, so cool. hang out, come over. So everyone came over, brought some food. We're all in the backyard shaving our heads. And then we kind of just made a big party out of it, it, which also reminds me of your story. You know, you guys had like a yeah. pool party. Yeah, yeah, pool party. And yeah. That's what we did too. Like we you went just, swimming. You, just let it, and yeah. you, you didn't let your circumstance dictate your way you live your life. Yeah, you and just, just feeling all the love and yeah, support yeah. of your family mm-hmm, and your friends. Mm-hmm. It's huge. You know? Yeah, you feel like you're not going through this by yourself. You're not alone. Um, and so that was really, really beautiful and so just so supportive, I felt. Um, so then Wednesday I went and I uh, started chemo. And then the next day I was already getting a little bit sick, you know, just nauseous and tired. And I remember Neil's like helping pack my bag to go to my competition on Friday because yeah. it's down in San Diego. So, so we would go down the day before. Friday's a bad day. Yeah. So well, actually I think Friday I woke okay. up and it wasn't too bad. I think, yeah. So, Saturday was not the greatest. But then, no, but then Saturday was the competition date. And no, Saturday I was perfectly fine. Really? So, okay. yeah. So, thank God, you know, yeah. like. So, you're man. on stage. Let me, let me just take this. Let me put a scenario here. You go to this competition in San Diego. People know you or don't know you in this competition? Some people. Okay. Some people know me. So, they hear your story of you having chemo on Wednesday and Saturday or competing. What was the environment like at that competition compared to ones you've done previously? Because right now you are, you're dead in the fight. Like, like you had just started again. Yeah. What was it like? There? What was the environment again. like? What was it? Supportive? Man, for, yeah, so supportive. Really? Yeah. Emotional for yes, sure. For, you know, holding a pose on stage crying because you're up there doing yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Keeping um, it together. But yeah, I've, definitely one of like the great memories most memorable one out of all times yeah okay definitely okay oh, and i forgot to mention that my other best friend in colorado she came down 
it surprised me that Friday night at the hotel. That's so cool. She had went, shaved her head, and flew all the way from Colorado. Yeah, so so her and my other best friend, they showed up, you know, both with their shaved heads. And yeah, that's love and that's friendship right there. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, as That's simple make as, me cry. Yeah, listen, 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 uh, listen. I get it. Go, go, we got tissues back here. Don't worry, we got some <laughs> tissues back here. Um, we, what I would say is, is that 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 support. It's nothing. There's no, there's no price you could put on it. There's no level of friendship what you thought you could have, but that small gesture, it means so much. Yeah. And I, I Huge. can't. I, for a woman, I, I, for a man, it's cool. For a woman, deep. Yeah, really deep. Yeah, just to the core. So yeah, yeah. Those are my girls right there. Yeah, Yeah. we've been friends since like junior high. Ride or dies. Ride or dies. Yeah. Okay. So uh, did you do the competition? And at the competition, yeah, my my parents came. That was the first competition my parents ever came to. Really? Okay. So it's even better. Yeah. Stacking up to be a great competition. Yeah. My circumstance. uh, My my beautiful stepdaughter. She came with her mom. Okay. Um, and that was awesome. So I had so you know, and then obviously like my my team and my coaches were all there. So uh, I entered I don't know three different categories um, for that competition, and two of them I got first place, and that one of the Boom. the Boom. first places I ended up getting Boom. first overall. It was like for my age category. Okay. So when you get a big old sword, yeah, and yeah. so I I'm up there crying. I, I, my I, I eyes remember out. this picture. I remember this picture. I remember having the picture of you in the store. Like, you know, that's that is super cool. Yeah. All your hard work paid off, and the circumstances. You know. Yeah. Round number two with with chemo. Round number two with cancer again, and you're on the stage, having the best show of your life. Yeah, but yeah, definitely couldn't have gotten there on my own. That's. Yeah, That's the for team sure. was there behind you, right? Yeah. Oh, Husband, yeah. Huge. Yep. Brody. Yeah. Family. You know. Yeah. My friends. Yeah. Everybody. So here's a question I have for you, and this you may answer this in a couple of different ways. Okay. From the first time getting diagnosed to the second time getting diagnosed, same group of friends, new group of friends. What? Do you, what? What's that? What's that like for you in 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 life? You know um. What I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. You start to kind of realize who your real friends are because some people. I don't know. They don't know how to handle it. Yeah. So I think you, there's certain friends that maybe you're not as close with anymore, but there's other friends that you make and you become closer with. And yeah. I think I that's agree. a lot of the that's, beauty yeah, yeah. of going through yes. um, difficult times like this. It's is. crazy though, isn't it? The ones you think that would be there the most that that you grew up with or the, or that you known that you thought, no, that's a, that's a slam dunk. That is, that yeah. person's in my corner. And, and, they're in your corner, but not in the way you expected them to be. And that's the way I experienced it. Yeah, like, definitely. They're supposed to be like, here. Wait a minute. They're always supposed to be here. What are you doing? And and it wasn't until after treatment that I realized that person didn't know how to help. Yeah. Because I don't think maybe they've been through it. They were scared they were going to say the wrong thing. And I just try to tell people right now, if you see somebody going through a struggle, just step up. Yeah. Don't be scared. And you know? I believe that us going through this stuff, it helps us to be there for other people because Agreed. we know what yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, you know? And I mean, that, that is, that's, if that isn't the truth, like, tell me how many times now, I mean, and I say this because you did it for me, like, we, I was, a very clear memory was we're at your house, 
July, uh, your July 4th party for the, we were watching the CrossFit Games like you guys have every year. Yeah, oh yeah. And we're just sitting there and I'm not feeling good and you just came up and you go, hey, how's it going? And it was a simple conversation, but you understood what I was going through and it was, it calmed me down. It kept me a little bit stable, but it's weird that, you know, we don't have a 40 year history or a, you know, a high school friendship or, you know, like our kids are born. Like it was, we were bonded from tragedy. Yeah. But so true. You know, it's, that's, that's what's, that's what's unique about this journey that I, I think I've been on and you as well as friends you never thought you'd have are some of the closest people that you can rely on and count on. Yeah, very true, very true. Yeah, I think, yeah, you you learn how to be there for that person mm -hmm. because you know what you would want, you know, or wanted when you were in that situation. What made you feel better in those fight, in that fight? So you're, you're in your second round of chemo. Does this go on forever? Does this, what, what is, what is it like now? So, yeah, so I, well, I went through. Because you can't get rid of it. Yeah, so I went through the chemo, um, you know, which it sucks, but it's chemo. Yes. Um, and then after that, uh, they decided that they needed to remove uh, the spot that had come back, the recurrence, as well as the majority of my sternum, which, you know, is like the bone that goes wow. right here down right, your yeah, yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so they had to take the piece of the sternum out and the lump they found. Yeah, so I have yeah some Man. some crazy scars Good going night. on Good here. Night. So that was uh, that I was like a year. Scars, I call them battle scars. You know, I I I think scars are are a story. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. Yeah, I know, I'm I know. not I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm yeah. proud of it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, shoot, you can't. How could you not be proud of what you've done, what you've accomplished? And still gone through the war that you've been through with your body. You know, it's, it's, that's super cool. Yeah. But I think it was, cool. it was a process for me. I think maybe, especially as a female, yeah. you know, right. um, but yeah, but I'm definitely proud of them now. So I had had that surgery about a year after my stage four diagnosis and that was a tough one. And then I got a staph infection. This is what I remember. I remember you got really sick, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, super bowl Sunday, you know, we had f- uh, family over watching the super bowl. And I had had just a little spot a few days before that I wasn't quite sure about. And so I had had them check it out and they just took a little piece of it to biopsy like the fluid. And uh, then on Super Bowl Sunday, I had a missed call from my plastic surgeon right after that. And I'm like, okay, whose doctor calls them on a Sunday? On Super Bowl Sunday, especially, but I'm like, oh man. So I called him and he said, hey, tell you that you have a staph infection. You got to get your butt to the hospital like now. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to have a drink. I'm trying to enjoy myself and watch the Super Bowl. I got people over and he's like, well, you go start, go down there, start on your antibiotics. Now, if you want to go back home, that's fine. But you got to come back the next morning and then be checked in. So. I went and I remember watching the halftime show and I'm at City of Hope and they're starting me on my antibiotics and everything. Um, and then the next morning I checked myself into the hospital, had to have another surgery so they could try to clean it out. So hopefully they didn't have to take out uh, the reconstructed sternum because that was that was um, a lot. They reconstructed Painful. it like with bone and uh, titanium brackets. To pull it back together? To put it back together, yeah. It's the first time my surgeon had ever done that specific surgery, like with those materials. 
So I think he was kind of excited about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you trusted him enough to say, I'll be your guinea pig because I yeah. want my sternum to, you want to put Humpty Dumpty back together. Yeah, again, right? and he was saying, normally I do this surgery on older patients that just have like, uh, basically it's kind of like made out of cement, the sternum. He's like, but you're active, you're young. I right. need to do something different. And so he spoke to even some surgeons over in Italy um, that had great success with it. So he's like, I think I can do this. We, we can do this. This is going to be better for you long term. So I was like, all right, let's let's do it. So I was really worried about them having to take it out because of the staph infection. And he said, you know, if it's too infected, we're going to take it out. You're just not going to have a sternum for a while. I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, well, yeah, because we have to get rid of the infection. And I'm like, so do you have all to right. Wow, wow, wow. So you have to stay in the hospital this time when this happens, correct? Yeah. So they did the surgery, cleaned it out. Luckily, it, the infection wasn't very deep. We had caught it pretty early on. And so they just kind of cleaned it out, sewed me back up. And I was in the hospital for a few more days. And then they let me go home. But then I was on IV antibiotics at home for, I don't even know, like three more months. And I couldn't work out at that point because they didn't want me to sweat and mess up. I had a chemo port that was always accessed. And if I would sweat, it could get all nasty and infected. So for me, not being able to work out for three months. I don't know how you do it. I couldn't even go for a walk because I would start sweating. And yeah, so that was rough, but eventually we got through that, infection the infection away. was gone, yeah, so I was good. Um, and then a year after that, I did. I had to do another breast reconstruction surgery. And this time, because they had removed so much of my tissue, they took, we it's called a lat flap reconstruction, mm -hmm. where they take a part of your latissimus mm -hmm. um, muscle and some of the skin from back there, and they basically flip it over and put it on your on your chest. Really? Uh, yeah. So more painful than the, the previous surgeries because it, they pulled the back or is it not? Uh, the sternum was the hardest. Really? That one was the hardest one, but this one came into a close second. Yeah. It's because your muscle is <laughs> crazy. Got and everything is crazy. Got a radio surgeon. One to 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the stories of battles uh, that you've been through. So true. <laughs> uh, so, but the, the muscle is like still attached. So, right. The nerves don't know that your back muscle is now on your chest. So it's really bizarre now that I'm all healed up and everything, uh, you know, trying to work out and it just, everything is different. I'll put it that way. Right. Um, so it's been a huge journey trying to get back into shape and just being at the gym and trying to do what you would normally do and you can't, but it also makes me just appreciate my health and feeling well and being able to be in the gym period, right. you know? And just wanting to work harder at getting to where you want to be and not letting that stop me, you know. The circumstance isn't going to change what you're going to do. It just changes the way you do it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you're now, now, now we, you don't have a cure, but what, what happens now? What's, what's, what's life like now? Yeah. You know? So because there's no cure, basically we have to, if you have stage four breast cancer, you're on treatments for the rest of your life. Um, and earlier this year I found another little lump, super tiny, which, you know, is good that it's little, but so they put me on a new treatment that basically I'll be on for the rest of pills. my life, as long as it works. Yeah, they're pills. I don't lose my hair, you know, um, get sick every once in a while, but you know, it's piece of cake compared to yeah. 
to the hardcore chemo. Yeah. So basically, it's, now it's just, you know, you stay on the treatment, you get scanned, and if the treatment stops working, then we try another treatment. And for women with stage 4 breast cancer, basically that's your life until you run out of treatments and... You know, and but what is the hit, what is the what is the the statistics on that? Like, when you get stage four, which what's you have uh, what, to, what, I mean, you, have you have you been able to reach out to find people who've lived? Oh yeah, stage yeah, I'm in four? a bunch I mean, of Facebook groups yeah. with uh, women, and uh, I have I have some friends, yeah, that have stage four breast cancer. So the average life ex- expectancy of a woman or a person, I should say, with stage four breast cancer, because men can get it too. Um, is about three years. So now I've been living uh, five years. So, so you're, you're being that. Breast cancer. You're being yeah. That. And you think, I, you know, let me just, just hey, every, everybody's can't drink. You're healthy. You live the healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think that's, I mean, you're a beast in the gym. It's not like you're like, you know, I, when I look at things stage four ca- cancer patients, I go, man, that, that person's got to be hurting. I see you doing videos, working out, getting after it, not mm-hmm. letting life control you, but you're just, you're just going yeah. hard. And I mean, that is inspiring to somebody who is in remission. And I'm like, man, if I get it again, I better not be a wimp because Mel, <laughs> Mel's a rock star. Gonna come kick my butt. You know, Mel's, you know, I, look, if I, every day I feel bad at gym, I'm Mel is in that gym <laughs> getting after it and she has stage four cancer. Suck it up, Matt. You cannot cry right now. Get after it. Uh, so. But yeah, but I think just like before, it's like that's my motivation right yeah, there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, think, I think you inspire more people than you, th- than you know. Um, with Aww, with how you. you are like, and whenever any, I hear anybody who who has breast cancer, I'm like, you need to find my friend Mel. You know, you need to. She is. You're a beacon of light to people in a dark space. And I think people who go through a rough time need what I call a coach or a mentor in that journey. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and, it, and it, 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 it's. I know I needed it. Yeah, you know, you needed I, shoot, it. I and, still need it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it, it, this is what I call like the forgotten. Like, you can't forget about the people. You know what I mean? This is this is something where I look at it as like, yeah, I'm healed. I'm good. I'm, I'm in remission right now. I don't have a bad thing going on. But that doesn't mean you forget the people that helped you. You don't forget about the people who are going through the struggle. You figure out how to ways to help more you can. Yeah. And you're doing that while you're sick. So, again, I, I'm just. It's really inspiring now that you, you've stayed as courageous and as strong and haven't shriveled up and haven't just given up and, and hid in your room. Like, you do races, you do, you know, um, the walks, we do the, it's just, and you're not just there to observe, you're actually there doing it, so. Yeah, you know. oh, thank you. And I think, you know, having, having faith in God, for me personally, anyway, that's been a huge part of it as well. I don't know if, uh, you got the God's got this yes, bracelet. Yes, yeah. yes. Kai so, wears it. Kai right. took mine and he wears it every day. Oh, really? I, love, I think when I first day. got it, I was kind of like, God's got this. Like, yeah, she thinks, weird. okay, does this mean that, oh, everything's going to be fine? Because yeah. I know about stage four breast cancer. Yeah. That, and then I came to realize by, um, through my pastor, that, okay, God's got this doesn't mean everything's going to be puppies and rainbows right. <laughs> but it does mean that god's in control and there's beauty that can come out of your struggles and, and yeah and that's, i think that's right. your podcast right here is total proof of that as well i think i think you know god has a plan for everything why why he has why things people go through it's like we we have on, honest conversations in, in our house of like why did it happen to us or you know and i don't blame god i'm just like it happened yeah me either and 
it's it it is what it is and i'm gonna help and we're gonna help and we're gonna try and try and just help and and that and just be a good person and be the best person you could be we'll make mistakes we're not gonna know all the answers i don't have all the answers but i want the, the whole thing of what i tell people is this is a this is a way that people could tell their story because I, tomorrow I could get hit by a bus. I can get run over by a car. Yeah. If something bad, tragic could happen. Because we're not promised tomorrow. But yeah, you're not. And and it, But with that said, what we do every day, if you can make a small impact on somebody's life and make their life better, it's priceless. Yeah. That's that's that's, that, that's, that's what the whole it's reason. about, what yeah. it's all about uh, right? So, Mel, I, I'm, Mel, what can we, what, what do, what do stage four breast cancer fighters need? What, where, where do you get support? Man, we need, we need research for treatment, okay. really. So, like I was saying, we, you go through a treatment, and after a while, it'll, it'll stop working. So you need more treatments. So we need more money for research for treatments. Um, and who do you, you know, recommend? Like, like, like if, if, if you, you know, there's people want to go out and donate to a certain. Do you have a specific like? organization that you recommend yeah so my my favorite nonprofit is called metaviver um, metaviver yeah m-e-t-a-v-i-v-o-r okay. yeah and so all of their money 100 percent goes to research for treatments for stage four breast cancer okay. um so yeah i think every october you know there's all the pink ribbon stuff and i love pink and the pink ribbons yeah. as much as the next person but um i think a lot of that money doesn't go to where it should be going. Um, so I think just educating yourself on, you know, where that money is going. And, you know, back in the day, it was all about awareness for breast cancer. And at this point, you know, we're all kind of aware of breast cancer. Right. And so that's great. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. But there's still about 40,000 women a year that die in the U.S. from breast cancer. So once it spreads, there's still no cure. And so we need more treatments for that. So um, a lot, we need to be putting a lot more money towards the research so that we can live longer lives. And how did you find this organization? How, how did you find out? I mean, is this a uh, on, on Facebook, yeah, a bunch really? of, I started okay. becoming friends okay. with women and in uh, some stage four breast cancer groups. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is what we do so, the walk for in, in uh, yeah, the climb for a yeah, cure. Yeah, so this is this yeah. is the, the company that puts it on. Yeah, so if you live in the area, yeah, um, every in. every October, the last Saturday in October yep. in Diamond Bar, yep. we do something called climb for a cure, where all the money goes for a stage four oh. breast cancer. Um, so a bunch of the money goes to Metaviver. Now they're starting to put some of their money as well towards um, City of Hope, um, and then some of it goes to Living Beyond Breast Cancer as well. So yeah, so that's huge. That's really important because that's the only way that those of us that are actually dying from the disease get to live longer. So thank you for bringing that yeah, up. Yeah, that's that. that's one thing I like to make sure I talk about is yeah, like what what you as as a fighter like who you support in your fight and what you think companies yeah. that are out there that are no, I, I don't because I think we don't really know much don't, about it right, until we've been through right, it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I think and I think you you could stand up to sort of like I'm the uh, leukemia lymphoma side. I mean. 10 years ago, I'd be dead. 15 years ago, I'd be dead. Now I'm alive because the research, and I, and I feel the same way, like what organizations are out there that are doing research on breast cancer that you know that could help potentially save your life one day. There isn't a cure, but who knows 
tomorrow they're not, right? I mean, we, we yeah. just, we oh, just yeah. assess every, a diet, whatever Every year they find new treatments. Metaviver finds yeah. new treatments. Yeah. And so some of those could, you know, help save my life and help me live longer. So yeah. Metaviver, we'll make sure in, in the link below, put their, the link to their um Okay, that'd be awesome. Let us know. And Thank Melanie, you. you're at, at, at Melanie Bernhardt, right? At Melanie, follow your journey. Where are you at on, on social media? Uh, yeah, I think, oh and man, the, I don't even trips, know. <laughs> the, 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 well, I'll put it down below, but, okay. it, and the reason yeah, I say I it is because I, I tell people, if you need somebody to give you just a kind word and a little suggestion, Mal is always that way. She's always been supportive and, and will help you. And yeah, she I'm puts herself, yeah, she, 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 she really it. is open. And, and I, that's one of the things I, I think is very special about you and, and what you're doing in your fight while you're fighting you're still helping people so Amel of another question I have for you is um, what do you want Brody when he as he gets older to take away from your current fight and I mean what 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 do you say to Brody when you're still alive or if you get hit by a truck tomorrow or whatever bad things or good things happen what do you want Brody, Brody to remember about this uh, man that life might not be easy but I think if you if you trust in God and you can look and see the positive and the beauty that comes through those difficult times, that's what's really important. You know, it's, I think it's okay to be sad or upset, you know, but don't stay there and just really look for the beauty and um, just trusting in God that, you know, He's there for you and you can always, always lean on Him no matter what friends or or family are there or not there. God is, is always there. He's a rock. Yeah. Okay. Amen. So knowing that your love for God and faith is so strong, was there ever a time in any, during any of your fight where you just kind of gave up and faith or asked yourself, why God me? Why, why me? You know, did break down? Did, was there any breakdowns for you in your journey? Um, I don't know if I wasn't necessarily angry, but I think when I was very first diagnosed, you know, my walk was with God was not the same as it is now. I, I wasn't going to church and, you know, not that you have to go to church right. um, necessarily right. to, you know, have a great relationship with God. But, um, but I do feel like since especially my second diagnosis um i've gotten so much closer to god and just relying on him and i don't know i i think that he just he has a plan and i've seen so much beauty come out of the stuff that i've been through and i would never you know want this journey for myself or anyone but i think to see all of the beauty that he makes come out of that is is a huge thing and a huge thing where I, I see, okay, I see God's hand in all of this. And I think paying attention to that is really important. I mean, there is just an example of things that I think is, are totally God. And, you know, people might have different opinions, but there is um, a woman that at my son's school, that a mutual friend put us in contact with because she just started going through breast cancer. And she's like, I know you've been through it. She's going through it. Can, you know, would you mind talking to her? I'm like, definitely, you know, that I'm all about it. So we were talking a little bit. And then uh, I went to my breast cancer support group uh, recently that I've been going to. Um, and I was there and she just happened to be there because her friends just found this support group wow. like in wow. the church bulletin or something wow. and
and decided to take her there. And <laughs> we're going around the circle introducing ourselves. And I'm like, do your kids go to Eagle Canyon? And, yeah. You know, and it was yeah. huge. And I'm like, that's such like a God thing. And that's yeah. so beautiful, you know. You can't um, explain it, right? It's it's a weird yeah. circumstance. But God had a plan for you to be there for her, um, to guide her, to direct her, and, and give her just... It's sometimes not advice, but just to be an ear to hear. Yeah, ear, I think that's fears. a huge thing too, is just being able to sit with someone, even like in the darkest moment. Yeah. And you don't have to have the right thing to say Correct. or have anything Correct. to say, but just sitting with Presence. them. Yep. Presence. And yeah, it's kind of like God, right? God isn't, there. sometimes you can't hear God's heart, but it's like, he's there. Yeah, you just feel. Yeah. And you feel that. Like you're nervous and you're scared, but something something inside brings you a peace and a calm that you can't really explain. But that's yeah, that's like, what I call faith in God. I that's I I really can't. Describe yeah, it's really a different kind ways, of comfort you know? than yeah than you've ever Strange. experienced. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that you know even if if I die from this disease, like that was God's plan, and He's gonna make something you know even better come come out of all of that. That's pretty strong. Yeah strong um but again i think finding that support you know there's so many people around you that love you and that are there for you um for me it's trusting in god as well and you know praying and getting into my bible um friends though, what else? how was it how was it for how was it how was it with your friends like we, we go back there like if you don't have a good support group of friends do you find do you have you ever seen anybody go through like different organizations or or reach out to people? What's a good way for somebody who's not as courageous as Melanie Bernard to to, to do this? I mean, like, what would you say to somebody? Um, yeah, you know, on Facebook, there's lots of groups on Facebook that you can get support through, and mm -hmm. I, I know for me that's been a huge thing. Information support people that get what you're going through because they're going through it as well. Um, and I think, you know, most of your friends, they want to be there for you and they want to help you. You know, some of them don't know how, but I think just reaching out to them as well, your family. I think we get afraid to like burden our friends yes. and our family yes. with things, but it's okay know, to do that. And I went through some therapy of my own and, you know, one of the things that I learned through that was that, you know, don't you think that they want to help you and they want yeah. to know. Yeah. And that's a constant reminder that I have to give yeah. myself as well. Um, but yeah, I think there's lots of support out there. And also, I think for women, you know, we just feel like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm ugly. I'm not myself again. You know, is doing things that help you feel more like yourself or make you feel better. You know, whether that's exercise um, or going to church or going to get your hair done, um, you know, whatever it may be, those things. I try to focus on those those things as well because I know, like, you know, for me, it's the gym. Or that's one of my major things um, and that helps me feel the most like myself and so I got to make sure that I stick to it now the Olson family loves you uh, thank you we love you guys so and, um, much we're, we're here for you honestly so anything we you go we'll do it for you oh Boom, thank Facebook. you all right yeah till next time see we gotta fight let's fight keep fighting Metaviver Mel you're a rock star let's go oh.